Savannah, Lee, and Cat will tell you the facts from shows on or off Broadway. Your bi-weekly show, follow more to know, listen to what they have to say. This podcast won't run a week with Cat and Sleep. Hello, everyone. I'm Katya Zamolodchikova as the Comet in Natasha Pierre and the Great Comet of 1812, The Rusical. And, oh no, that was really, I wasn't ready. Okay, um, and I'm, sev- nope. <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> And I'm Laura Osnes in a one- <laughs> God damn it. I'm Laura Osnes as Lori in Oklahoma in a one-night-only event starring Donald Trump as Curly. <laughs> and this podcast won't run a week. Your bi-weekly musical theater podcast where we talk about musicals and politics. <laughs> See, I didn't know how to phrase it because I was like, I, I want it to be Laura Osnes, Oklahoma, something conservative. Yeah. But I was like, what theater is known for being conservative? But how do... I don't know. It's okay. You it nailed worked. it. It was great. I nailed it. Was it. Funny. it was funny. Also, the idea of, like, Donald Trump, like, 80-year-old Donald Trump <laughs> as Curly. Don't put it past a white a white audience. They don't, will Don't put it past it. a white person. <laughs> don't do it. I want to talk about how we are, because I have news. How are Not we? news. Not how? news, but um, I saw a friend of the podcast, Jonathan Alsop in a production of the play White by James Imes at Steppenwolf in uh, Chicago. I didn't realize it was Steppenwolf. Damn. It's definition theater, but it was performed at Steppenwolf. That's and so, so it was like in associ- It was like in association with Steppenwolf. Very it was, cool. it's really cool. The play was fucking great. It was great. If you have a chance to get your hands on the script, I think you should read it, especially as a white person. Um, that's actually not true. As 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 a white person, I will say I think peop- all people of color will like have something that they're like, oh my god, I I I felt It'll my resonate. voice in this. It yeah. will resonate, and you'll uh, maybe learn something about the world. Uh, it was just super cool, um, especially as a white person, being able to sit and like have a mirror put up to I feel like I'm very lucky as a person that I have uh friends who are people of color who give me the space to ask questions and not be right all the time and um and allow and and have the hard conversations with me you know um and so I felt very lucky that I have that I have had a few conversations that made me under that made me understand like why what was going on was so bad, you know, but I still was able to like see it happen in real time. And it still was a like, oh gosh, as a white person, like, yeah, I see now why people say white people are inherently racist. I fully, I I understand the phrase, but I fully like in my bones am like, no, I am a white person. And I, and I don't, I think I agree with that statement. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, I, I don't, I think I used to take it as a, and I think a lot of people take it as you're inherently racist, which means you support like yeah. racist action, like deep, deep, like sure. deep racist actions. But no, it means that you inherently have microaggressions. You inherently judge the world through a white lens mm-hmm. and you need to recognize that. Yeah. 
you know, That's and perfect. constantly be evolving. And it was great. And, and my friend and Jonathan was amazing. Of course. Of course. I'm so proud of him. The talent overfloweth. Yeah. What about you? Who are you? What are you doing? Who are you doing it to? Acting. Acting. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, nothing really crazy to report here. You're in a new little setup. Oh, yeah. Um, Patreon members will see that I am in a closet. And this is my new place. <laughs> um, these are my partner's winter clothes. And this is his winter scarf. And it's really great. It's actually really cozy in here. And I've got cute little lights. And I have snacks. And it's a really great time. And it, when I was a kid, I loved hanging out in, like, the floor of my closet. And, like, reading or, like, playing or doing whatever. So this very much feels like inner child work, you know? Yes, I do know. Um, yeah. Also, my therapist recommended a book called The Four Agreements. And I'm, like, halfway through. And I highly recommend everyone read it. It's very good. But that's really all that's up with me at the moment. Um... This week... Oh, you you will be doing something oh. very exciting. Yeah, like, I forgot. Well, like, literally, we just had this conversation yesterday. <laughs> oh, my God. I forgot. So... <clears throat> okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be um, at, performing at the Prizery this summer in Virginia. So, any Virginia Woo! listeners, Virginia's for lovers. Hey. Eh. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be doing a chorus line in Footloose. I'll be playing the Val in a chorus line, which if you have known me... At any point in my life, you know that that's my favorite kind of character to play. <laughs> so, um, very exciting. I'm very excited. And it'll also be nice because I'll be out of the city for a couple of months. And I have been, I've been here with the exception of like a week or two, one way or one place or the other. I've been here for a long time. <laughs> a long time. I'm so proud of you. It's going to be so fucking cool. Thank you. I'm very excited. But... Enough about me. Uh, this week, we're talking about Escape to Margaritaville. I'm escaping the city. They're trying to escape Margaritaville. We have so much in common. I cannot wait to hear. So I don't know this show at all. Like, I've just listened to the music and obviously know Jimmy Buffett because I'm a white Southern person. But I am very curious as to what this plot is because let me tell you, that soundtrack. What's happening? What, what is happening? What is happening? Well, I can tell you what's happening. I read the script. Yeah, you, you didn't just research. You read the script. I read the script, and I you'll hear a lot of my own personal voice in this synopsis that I wrote, but it's a fucking mess. <laughs> it's a mess. Also, listeners, I told her not to look it up. So these yeah. reactions you're going to be hearing, true, authentic. She just All Savannah Lee, all the time. ASMR, baby. <laughs> Um, hey, 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 hey. So, uh, let's get into some trivia before we begin. I've got some real, real juicy goodies. <laughs> so, all right. The show premiered at the La Jolla Playhouse in May of 2017. And then throughout the rest of that year, it ran in New Orleans, Houston, and Chicago. Yeah, Chicago. Chicago, Chicago. Starring it Pamela Anderson. <laughs> It premiered on Broadway at the Marquee Theater. Uh, LOL. 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 Because a, that's the place shows go to die. It's appropriate. It's an appropriate place to put it. I love going to that theater because it's I so weird. Too. It's such it's a so weird. weird space. And, and like, 
You have to go up those fast elevators that are so like, whoa. Sometimes if I'm just like trying to feel something, I'll just go to the, go to that hotel and just get on the elevators. Oh, if I'm in like Times Square, Midtown, I'll go there to pee. Yeah. Oh yeah. Open bathroom. New York life hack. The Marquee Theater, the Marriott Hotel, you can just go in there and pee. You don't have to be a guest. So. Yeah. There you go. It's a beautiful well, hotel, too, so. It is a beautiful hotel. If I was going to visit, I think I would want to stay at the Mar- the Marriott Marquis. Yeah. So it opened at the Marriott on... Marriott. It opened at the Marquis Theater <laughs> in the Marriott Hotel on February 16th, 2018. And then it officially opened, post-previews, on March 15th, 2018. It closed on July 1st after 29 previews and 124 regular performances. So a very brief run. Here's some, here some reviews. The, the Broadway production received generally negative reviews. The New York Times said, quote, If ever there was a time to be drunk in the theater, this is it. The Washington Post called it, <laughs> quote, insufferably dumb. <laughs> oh. Oh. NJ.com, NewJersey.com, praised the main actors for doing their best with the plot, but also called the musical an unfortunate mishmash of Buffett staples. It also, They also said, this really just fucking got me. I think this is so funny. NJ.com also said, quote, but the leads are all inexplicably upstaged by two male chorus members who lurk in the background of various scenes acting out a wordless romantic melodrama in which they appear to fall in love, explore the possibilities of an open relationship, repeatedly bicker, and then make up. <laughs> what? Scene stealer award. <laughs> oh my Me god. In any ensemble. I know. Full, rich backstory. And I love that this reviewer was invested in their story. What does that say about the main story? That you're invested in this made-up... Oh my god. It's just hilarious. And if I was one of those two male chorus members, that quote would be on my website. I hope it's on theirs. Um, The last little bit of trivia. There's really not much trivia, because it's Margaritaville. Um, But the last bit of trivia is some of the more positive reviews, more positive, not totally positive, said it was enjoyable for audience members who don't expect too much. Which is what I think everyone thinks of musical theater. Yeah. I mean, they think that's what it is. That's people are like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like just, it's not going to be groundbreaking, you know, heart wrenching stories. It's, you know, just, it's going to be escape to Margaritaville. Yeah. Go in expecting to have fun. Well, well, let me tell you. Was had? Fun. A time will be had. Whether it's fun or not. It depends, is a time. Depends on how many margaritas in you are. Do they s- serve margaritas at the theater? Oh, I'm sure they did. Oh. I'm sure they did. Ugh. All right. Let's get into the synopsis. <laughs> I can't wait to find out this, like, thing that you keep telling me that is gonna happen. Like... Girl, something is gonna happen in. Don't tell me. Okay. Don't tell. Don't tell me even in the synopsis. Don't tell me at all. (laughs) Okay. 
The show opens with the sound of a loud winter snowstorm. A spotlight shines on a weather woman standing in winter clothes and giving a report on, quote, one of the biggest winter storms in all of human history. We go to Boston, Chicago, and Fargo weather people giving the same reports, all with stereotypical accents. And they all end by saying, get somewhere warm. As they say oh that... God. As they say that, in unison, they rip off their winter gear to reveal bathing suits and beachwear. Lights now rise on the Margaritaville Hotel and Bar. And that's how the show opens. Which is a real thing now in Times Square. It is. And you know what? I would go to the Margaritaville Bar. I think that sounds like a great fucking time. Yeah, there's a pool. You know there's a pool? I did not know there was a pool. I don't know that I would go in the pool. Um, no, but there's a pool. Oh, but I bet it's not, like, you can't just, like, walk in and use the pool. But, yeah, but as a tourist, like, coming in, like, it's just tourists and shit, like... Yeah. I bet it's a nice pool. Oh, yeah. But let's go to the Margaritaville bar. Little staycation at Margaritaville in Times Square. We should do that. Girl, well, when you get to the city, we will. Let's we'll little, do that. We'll have a little girl's weekend. What if for that thing I'm auditioning for... Mm-hmm. The hotel they put you up at uh-huh. is in the Margaritaville Hotel. Honestly, <laughs> it's would, in Times Square. I would love it. That would be that would be enough for me to forgive any and all faults that they have shown. Any and all cleared slate entirely. So as the lights rise on the Margaritaville Hotel and Bar, we meet Tully and his band playing "License to Chill." After the song ends, Tully hops off the stage to say goodbye to a female tourist that he has had a romantic tryst with. She doesn't want to leave. Basically, Tully is like Adam Sandler in Fifty First Dates, except for he doesn't work at an aquarium. He just plays guitar at a bar. So, he sleeps with- That should be a musical. It fucking should be a musical. It'd be so good. I know. Ugh, but basically- Each week, a new group of tourists comes in, he picks a woman, he fucks her, and then she leaves. And that's his whole thing. He's having a great time. He calls her by the wrong name, forgets where she's from, and then pushes her onto the ferry off the island. (laughs) Very white man of him. Very white man. Um, This is where it becomes very obvious that he does this a lot, and he is deeply afraid of commitment. Cut to... Tammy's apartment in Cincinnati. Rachel and Tammy are getting ready for their bachelorette trip to Margaritaville before Tammy's wedding to Chadida. That's Chad with two D's. I don't know why it's spelled like that, but it's that throughout the entire script. That makes him like the ultimate Chad. Yeah. Like he's the ultimate white guy. I wonder if that's the joke. You know what? Let me tell you a little bit more about him, and you can you can tell me what you think. Eee. So, Chadida is obsessed with hockey. He's from the Midwest, sort of. I guess Cincinnati's in the Midwest. I don't know. But he's obsessed with hockey. The North. <laughs> yeah. Tammy is described as, quote, big-boned and cheerful. Rachel. <laughs> I know. So... Oh, a, a female Santa Claus? 
Yes, she is a female Santa Claus. Um, God. Uh, oh, I haven't even begun. I have not even begun. The treatment of Tammy. This is going to, like, ruin my day, I think. <laughs> like, I really think it might. So, Rachel. She put Bailey's Tammy's in my coffee. Friend, <laughs> Rachel, um, who is Tammy's friend, is a workaholic. She doesn't want to have fun. She just wants to work constantly. She's working on some big science experiment. And she's trying to get some person to help fund it. I don't know. It doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> I know what the experiment ends up being. And it's so stupid. It's so dumb. So they're like packing to get ready to leave. And as they're packing, Tammy tries on her wedding dress. And she's like, oh my God, like the dress doesn't fit. Like what's happening? And this is where we find out that Chattada has called the seamstress for Tammy's wedding dress and had them make it smaller so Tammy would have a goal. Mm-hmm. He has... Um... Uh... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who the fuck wrote this? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Didn't... Men? Write... Is it men? Yes. Is it two men? It's um... <laughs> okay. Okay. Cool. Well, so the husband stitched, but in a dress is what just happened. So like, let's just talk about that. Um, Oh, is that the thing? Is that the thing that happens? Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's like part of it. That's not the full. Fuck it. I mean, it's it's like a full, it's like a full show thing. Cause, but he's also put her, he's put her on a diet. So she'll be (sighs) wedding ready. In a week, because their wedding is in a week. Um, she, every day... What, did he give her a tapeworm like they do in the fucking office? No, no. Um, but he has put her on a diet. She gets to have eight ounces of carrot juice and 50 sunflower seeds a day. That's what she's allowed to have? That's what she's allowed to have a day. Her husband, Chad, is, a, is telling her that she can have eight ounces of carrot juice and a handful of sunflower seeds? Yeah. He's telling her that's what she's allowed to eat. Yeah. And she's marrying this man? Yeah. Well, she's cheerful. And she just sees the best in him. What's to see? I can't talk about that. Exactly. I I am not one to talk, okay? (laughs) The one thing about Rachel, I don't like Rachel. I really don't like any of these characters, if I'm being honest. But the one thing that Rachel and I agree on is Rachel fucking hates Chattada right from the get. And I'm like, Yeah. He, he makes Tammy promise not to cheat on him and then warns the two women of, quote, land sharks. And then that's the song, Land Sharks. I am getting hives right now. <laughs> ah! Okay. Okay. <clears throat> so the two women arrive to the Margaritaville Hotel and Rachel I don't is... care anymore. I don't care. <laughs> We're not even fucking. We're two we're not, scenes in. We're two oh scenes in. God. We're only two scenes in. Oh God. Okay. Okay. I'm. Just, the two women arrive to the Margaritaville Hotel. Rachel is not thrilled because it looks very different than the website. She's like, "What the fuck is happening here?" Tammy just happy to be there. She's like, "It's a fucking vacation." I'm happy to be away from my abusive boyfriend. <laughs> I'm happy to be away from my excuse abusive me, fiance. Fiance. Um. Tully flirts with Rachel, who tells him that the thing that makes her happy is work. Brick, the bartender and Tully's best friend forever, brings over tequila shots for everybody. Rachel says, "Mm, 
it's a little bit early for that, don't you think? And the guys retort, it's five o'clock somewhere. Yeah, that's in the soundtrack, and it's like, that is the most obvious song that's coming after that line. It's so funny. It's so funny. Um, The girls go to their hotel room, and Rachel is putting on hiking boots so she can work. Like, this is what I wrote. Like, literally, this bitch is working on vacation. She has to hike to the top of the volcano to get soil samples and check her email. Tammy tries to convince her to put on a sexy outfit and go back to the bar so they can flirt with Tully and Brick. Rachel admits that she hates Tammy's fiancé. That's actually a little bit funny. Um, because Rachel's like, you're, you're, you're gonna cheat on Chadida? You, you should cheat on Chadida. He sucks. You should, you should do it. That's actually a little bit funny. Um. Great. Good. Encourage uh, that. Yeah. Tammy tells Rachel that she needs to loosen up and get laid. <laughs> at, at that moment, the guys appear with drinks. Rachel insists on going to the volcano, and Brick offers to drive them there. <sighs> Halfway there, the car breaks down, and Brick and Tammy flirt off stage. Tully flirts with Rachel while she tells him about her alternative energy experiment, leaving her no time to relax in her big solo moment, my job. Because what does she like to do? Work. Her job. Yeah. Uh, Brick and Tammy show up with bikes so everyone can ride to the volcano. Meanwhile, Marley, the owner of the hotel, and JD, I think he's a bar regular. He's supposed to always have a parrot on his shoulder. (laughs) Uh, are talking to the guests at the bar. It's not that important, but they are in the show. At the top of the volcano, Tully is trying to get Rachel to fucking relax. He teaches her how to play guitar. Tammy and Brick discuss their childhoods and bond over disappointing their parents. They almost kiss before Tammy reveals that she's engaged. This is where we learn that Chattada (laughs) didn't give Tammy an engagement ring. He gave her an engagement TV. What? (laughs) The scene is... I mean, I would love that. (laughs) Brick is like, she's like, I'm engaged. And Brick's like, but you're not, you're not wearing a ring. And she goes, oh, well, Chattada thinks that jewelry is unpractical. So he got me an engagement TV instead. When are you going to wake up and read the signs? Clearly you can't read. All, all flags don't look like red flags when you're wearing rose colored glasses, I guess. Um... (laughs) Later, Tully tells Rachel that he grew up in North Carolina, where his dad wanted Tully him. Tully did? Yeah. Tully did? Tully grew hey, up in North hey, Carolina. Hey. Uh, Friend of the podcast, North Carolina. <laughs> the state of North Carolina. Um, his dad wanted him to be a fisherman, and he didn't, so he moved to a tropical island. This charms Rachel, and she kisses him. Just like that. <laughs> The next Wait, morning. Could you hear? Could you hear Seymour sniffing? Oh yeah. Uh. <laughs> oh, sweet boy. The next morning, the gang make their way back to the hotel where everyone is hungover. There's, a, it's like my head hurts, my feet stink, and I don't love Jesus. Is that song? Yeah. Um, which is just not good. Tully and Rachel go snorkeling. He then tells Marley that he thinks he's in love with Rachel. Marley is a gossipy bitch and tells everyone at the hotel. Your track. <laughs> Tully and Rachel spend the rest of the week screwing and going to the beach. 
This makes Tully miss work. He plays guitar in the band that performs at the hotel, so he's missing work, too. Fuck. Rachel. Brick is trying to help Tammy keep her promise not to cheat. On her last night on the island, the two decide to get tattoos. Rachel and Tully talk about life, blah, 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 who cares? Tully decides <laughs> he is going to tell Rachel how he feels, but she and Tammy leave before he gets the chance. Dang it. God, drat. Brick, w- <laughs> Brick wakes up to discover the tattoo on his stomach is of Tammy's face. Oh, Hell yeah. He admits that he has feelings for her. The guys sing Margaritaville to lament their lost love and, uh-oh, the volcano is about to erupt. End of act one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Act two is shorter. So. Well, why is it like shows that are bad jam-pack so much plot? I don't know. Um, it's like there are so many characters that are mentioned that don't matter. Yeah. Don't matter at all. <sighs> oh my god. Anyway, <clears throat> act two. Everyone is trying to evacuate the island. Tully and Brick go to look for JD, that bar regular guy with the parrot, who has disappeared in the commotion. They find him and learn that he has buried treasure on the island, and he has a pilot's license. Marley leads them to a plane that she has on the island, and they fly away. While they're on the plane, they find out that J.D. lived in Europe, and his wife and son were killed in an explosion. J.D. tells them that even though he lived through tragedy, he still lived a good life. Um, okay. Yeah, like this bit of drama, out of nowhere, for what? For what? For what? J.D. flies them to Cincinnati so Tully can tell Rachel he loves her. Rachel. Is this when on the soundtrack it's like, oh my god, he did it. And it's like, the new... Maybe it's not. Okay, never mind. I, I, I won't say that then. Okay. I won't say it then. Um, Rachel and Tammy land at the airport, but Chadida has forgot that he was supposed to pick them up. Uh, of course. There's like a scene where they're like standing out in the cold... And they're waiting, and Rachel's like, where the fuck is Chadada? And Tammy's like, well, he said he was going to be here. Like, he said he would pick us up. And so she calls him, lights up on Chadada, lying in his boxers with, like, a piece of pizza on his chest, sleeping on the couch. And she's Mm. like, hey, where are you? You're supposed to pick me up. And he goes, uh, I'm literally in the car. Traffic's terrible. Liar. so she just gets an Uber, and that's how they get home. Just another clue as to how awful that man is. At Tammy's rehearsal dinner, she prepares to go eat a cheeseburger, but oh no, Chadida has set up a vegetarian buffet for her because of the diet he put her on. Ew. 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 And he continues to fat shame her, being like, come on, like, yeah, we get married tomorrow, but like, do you really want to like let all of your hard work go now? Awful. Awful, awful. Oh, sorry, Um, I just dropped Seymour. Whoops. She fantasizes about the burger, and then Brick shows up and urges her to quit her diet. They sing Cheeseburger in Paradise. It it is so... It's... I love the song Cheeseburger in Paradise. It's a great song. It's a great song. And they just 
this is the stupidest reason to put it in this show. Like, and I, I hear what they're trying to do. I hear what they're trying to do. It is not executed well, and it is deeply offensive. And, again, I see what they're trying to do. But, like, oh, hooray, I can be a person again because I can eat a cheeseburger. It's like, this never should have been a thing at all. No. No. Why Uh, is it always that the the plus-size characters are the ones who are dealing with insecurity in their relationships and are just dealing with the bare minimum? Like, what, you know? like I mean, I've got a lot of thoughts on Tammy in general, but also the Tully and Rachel relationship. I got a lot of thoughts. I got a lot of feelings. So Brick shows up and is like, quit your diet. Like, you're beautiful just the way you are, which she is. Yeah. Um, but, you know, whatever. Chattada walks in and asks Tammy, this is a direct quote, how do you expect me to love you if you're always going to be fat? <gasps> that is there, a direct quote? That is a direct quote from the show. That's, that's the big one. That's the big one right there. They, you know what the problem with that is? Mm-hmm. They're making a woman stand up there and have someone say that to her. Yeah. Like, that's the problem with that. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying that... For for what? For Margaritaville? Like, putting a, a person, a plus-size woman, through the trauma of that, having to dig deep inside themselves and deal with being okay with that verbiage being spat at them, for... Margaritaville the musical? Yeah. No. Yeah. And I'm it not saying there's not room for for this kind of a a theme or this kind of a a plot line yeah. in another production of something, but for this? Yeah. How dare you? Yeah. How dare you? And it doesn't matter that I mean, the show does not hide that Chadida sucks. Like no. it's they're not trying but to That's hide not it. a good enough excuse. Exactly. It's not a good enough excuse to have someone told that. Eight, eight shows a week. Eight shows a week. Eight shows a week. Ridiculed yeah. in an industry mm-hmm. that adamantly opposes plus size people. Yeah. That's, you're not celebrating them. No. When you do that, you're not being like, well, I'm giving them a strong character arc. No, you're not. No. You're humiliating them. Yeah. And like you're pointing a finger and laughing at them. It doesn't matter what comes after. At least to me, it doesn't matter what comes after, which I'll tell you nope. in a second. The fact that it happens on stage at all, mm, unacceptable. Again, in a show like this. Yeah. In a in a in a in a much more like important piece of art. Sure. So he says that to her. And then she punches him in the face and kisses Brick, calling the wedding off. Great. Whoopee, she punches him. But, like, she literally goes from one man to the other. Yeah. No. Like, and whatever. Whatever. Tully plays Rachel a song. She admits her feelings, but they decide they are too different. Tully gets approached by a talent manager who just happens to be at this rehearsal dinner, I guess. So that happens over the course Wait, of... Wait, say, sorry, say that one more time. Okay. So after Tammy punches Chad, kisses Brick, the wedding is called off, 
Tully comes in with a guitar and he plays Rachel a song. She admits that she Don't loves him. No, how much I well, need you. Well, it's very it, it's the show is giving Adam Sandler. Like if this was a movie, if they made this a movie in like the early 2000s, Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore. Yeah. Would have been the leads. Yeah. Who would it well, who would have been Tammy? Mm. That's a good question, actually. <laughs> Jennifer Coolidge. I would love a Jennifer Coolidge, Tammy. A cheeseburger in paradise. Cheeseburger in paradise. Chatada, you can't say that to me. Whack. The wedding's off. Brick. <laughs> and Brick would have been, um, Stifler. Stifler. It would have been Stifler's mom and Stifler. Yes. Gross. <laughs> Ew. Okay, so... Uh, he plays her a song, she admits her feelings, but they decide, we're too different. He wants to live on an island. She wants to live not on an island. She likes to work. He likes to relax. They're too different. So they decide (laughs) to go their separate ways. Tully gets approached by a talent manager, who just happens to be at this rehearsal dinner. Great. Thrilled for you, Tully. Uh, Over the course of three years, Brick and Tammy get married and have a daughter. Rachel gets the funding for her research, and Tully becomes an international music star. This is what I thought, this is what I was about to bring up earlier. I thought mm-hmm. this was what just happened. Mm-hmm. This is wild. Yeah. <laughs> also re- wild that Jimmy Buffett is an international superstar, though, so. Yeah, that's fair. I guess that's- it's the world we're living in. Yeah. Um, he, Tully goes back to Margaritaville to perform uh, at the reopening, because it got destroyed in a volcanic eruption. Because of the volcano. <laughs> Remember? <laughs> right at the right at the beginning of this act? Remember it's her? Been, it feels like it's been years, but it was just at the beginning of this act when that happened. Um, so he's performing at the reopening, and he spots Rachel in the crowd. They catch up, and oh, they're still in love. A year later, they get married at Margaritaville, and everyone celebrates. The end. Wasted away again on Margaritaville. I know. I know. I know. Girl. Not even funny. Like, not even funny good, bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just boo. Yeah. It, it's bad. It's really bad. And... I got, I got to talk about this, because, like, while the whole Tammy situation, absolutely unacceptable, for me, personally, I am sick and tired of seeing relationships that are, like, a woman who's really serious and a hard worker and really intelligent, and then this, like, lovable slacker guy who doesn't take anything seriously... Why does the why does the guy get to be the slacker? Why can't the girl be the slacker? <laughs> I'm dead serious. Like I was, I, I was know not- you are. I just that's not what I thought you were gonna say, and it shocked me. <laughs> like, I was I was like reading this, and I was like, this is a terrible show, and I would never want to be in it. But if I was gonna be in it, I would want to be fucking Tully. He's having a great time. Yeah. But yeah. N- no, I w- I'll never get to be Tully because I'm a woman because I have boobs and I can't play guitar. <laughs> well, and the list goes on and on the and on. The list goes on and on. But like that romantic trope drives me fucking crazy. And I... it ha- it happens like 
all the time in oh, yeah. musicals, in TV shows. Well, like, and most of the time, too, it's the women come down to the man's level after Exactly, it. exactly. It's he never the other way around. He doesn't rise up. Well, like, yeah, because it's always, you don't, you don't seem like you anymore. Because when he does rise up to himself, like, you lost your fun. She makes you not fun anymore. Exactly. Exactly. It's the woman making the man not fun. Yep. It's the woman is the problem. The woman is always yep. the problem. <sighs> yeah. Like Seymour. He's like, my problem. Seymour is the problem. Capital T, capital P problem. <laughs> uh, but that's Wasting away again in Seymour land. It's bad. It's really bad. It's, it's very bad. It's really bad. I don't like it, and I... It really makes me upset. <laughs> no. I mean, like, the treatment... It feels like something that's written in the 50s. It's just so confusing as to how it got so far. Yeah. Like... It because it's because of J- Jimmy Buffett, like the music of Jimmy Buffett. People will pay for that, of course, because it's the, good music. The music is good. I would not say. And I, Jimmy Buffett's an unproblematic king, right? I mean, I can't think of anything that he's done, but he is a white man, so. I just Who hope knows? that he's unproblematic. But like in know. terms of his music, like I am a Southern girl, loud and proud, and I will never say a bad thing about Jimmy Buffett's music. Yeah, we, we're Myrtle, Be- Myrtle, Myrtle Beach girls. We're, we're Myrtle Beach bitches. Um, but the script is so bad. So bad. I, I have read many bad scripts in my life, and this one is especially bad. It's just yeah. awful. And before we... Before I learned anything about this show, I was like, you know what? It's not going to be good, but I bet it's still going to be fun. I bet I still, I'm still going to have a fun time, like, learning the story, listening to the music. No, I did not have a fun time. No. I did not have a, The only bits of fun I had were telling Sam, my partner, the awful things that Chadida was doing in this show. Yeah. I can see why the National Tour got, is, like, not coming back. You know, like, it's... Yeah. Yeah. Not that it's not coming back, but that, like, why it didn't come back mm-hmm. after, well, like, the, after the um, pandemic. Yeah. In the scene at the very beginning with Chadida, he's got, like, two friends there. His friends don't have names. They're just called goons. Goon 1 and Goon 2. Uh, like, for, for what? These people what? make, these people make money. Yeah. Writing. Yeah. Money. Money. Like, big money. And... Like it doesn't it doesn't have to be an amazing script. But for the love of God, they could they could have fucking just took a Shakespearean play and like rewrote it, used the same fucking story. They could have done like The Tempest, but with Jimmy yeah. Buffett music. Yeah. And at least that would have been like interesting. Yeah. And you know something that would ha- if this were to run like if it were to run for a long enough time that replacements could happen, the role of Tammy would become a smaller and smaller and smaller woman. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It, it This also feels like, this feels like an Elvis Presley movie. Not that, like, Elvis Presley, like, not saying, like, shame on those movies. No, but, but like... they're outdated. Yeah. Like, it feels like this should have been Elvis Presley as Tully. Mm-hmm. And fucking, I don't know, 
Whoever. It doesn't matter. Who, whatever woman, right? And then as Rachel, and then the t- and then like the two side characters that you hear from like once every five movies. Yeah. <laughs> that are, you know, the two character actors. Yeah. Yeah. It, like that's it just that's what it feels like. And this, Yeah. This movie or this movie, this musical is obviously very inspired by bad early 2000s rom-coms. Yeah. It's very clearly inspired by that. And, like, even reviews. Like, I didn't write every review down, but there were lots of them that were like, it feels like a rom-com. And not in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. The reason why rom-coms have been stopped being made. Exactly. Which is a shame. Oh, here's something I didn't talk about before. I saw The Lost City. Speaking of rom-coms, that movie's fucking fantastic. I loved that movie so much. Go see it. I want to go see (laughs) it so bad. That's a good rom-com. Channing Tatum dancing? <laughs> Shit's hot. Shit's fucking hot. Channing Tatum would play a Tully. But instead, oh, for sure. But instead of b- being, like, a guitarist, he, like, teaches dance classes at the Margaritaville Hotel. And... <laughs> he, but he, he, he would be, like, he would get up and play guitar, and he would, like, night, what is it called? Daylight and night? Oh, like, um. He, moonlight, like, during, moonlight. Moonlight, yeah. Yeah, he would moonlight. Light as a as the like musician at the weird bar, but he's not very good. Yeah. But everyone is like he's so hot, so they like let him. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what it would be. Ugh. Or he just goes and does karaoke every weekend. I would love. I would love that. Honestly, I feel like it would have been better. <laughs> I mean, honestly, um, yeah, yeah. It's just it's not a good show. No, and there's show. no reason for it. Like, no. I mean, I'm all for like doing things for the sake of entertainment but that's not what this is and that's not it doesn't sound like that's what you were trying to do either i think that there is a place and there's a time and place for that which in the beginning i don't feel this way anymore is a reason why i was like the music man revival like way like not recently i'm t- i'm saying like when it was like way way first announced that it was going like to happen 2019 right when people are like why do we need music man it's like music man's a very well written show yeah the the topics that i at least that i know of like please correct me if i'm wrong don't aren't problematic topics yeah i don't think right I mean, it's nothing like serious right right it's just outdated yeah um and the music is great, and it's something that, it's a, it's a revival. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, it's, let's put it up again. So, that's why I was like, it's, that's entertainment for entertainment's sake. Now, of course, it's changed into something crazy different. Not for it. I don't understand why it's happening anymore. It, you know, whatever. It's not entertaining at this point. No. Um... This, I feel similar about, in the sense of, like, this isn't entertaining. No. And it's it not. it should be. It's, honestly, I was disappointed that it wasn't entertaining. Right! I was actually excited for this to be at the level of, like, Diana or Spider-Man of, like, yeah. entertaining. Yeah, well, like, I love a bad piece of art. I love a bad piece of art. Love. But I don't love... An offensively bad piece of art. You know what I mean? Yes. Like... Or just, like, an okay 
Yeah. Like if you're gonna be if you're gonna be bad, lean fucking into it. Lean. Lean. Lean in. Well, and also I love a jukebox musical. I Me too. Live for a jukebox musical, but if if I went to the theater expecting what I was expecting before I read the script and I saw that. Imagine you and I sitting in that theater next to each other and he points at that woman and goes, how am I going to love you if you're fat? I think I would have gotten up and left. It would have depended on how many drinks I'd had over the course of that show if I could physically get up and leave. (laughs) Fair. Because... I would have had, a, I would have got myself a margarita right at the beginning. Just because oh, it's like, fully. it's Margaritaville. Like, let's have fun. Let's have a good time. And then we would have met Tully and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get another one. And then we would have met Chattada for the first time and went, mm, you know what? I'm already double fisting. Let's triple fist. I'm going to get another one. I'm going to need another one. So and another one. And another one. We're looking at spending my entire life savings on margaritas at the Marquee Theater. <laughs> And that's how it should go. Yes. Um, just bad. Just really awful, really offensive, and not good. And no. I I would love to hear what um, more than Tracy Turnblad would have to say about the t- treatment of Tammy. I totally agree. Um, okay, let's do All this. Right. Let's dreamcast this bitch. There's nothing else to say except that it's awful. <laughs> um, so... We're just dreamcasting the four main characters because no one else matters. No one else matters. No one else fucking matters. I don't even have someone that I would cast as Chattada. I don't care. I also just, like, yeah, I don't, that's the thing. I don't care. Yeah. So, for our star, Mr. International Music Sensation himself, Tully, I cast, my first thought was like, oh, this is like an Adam Sandler movie. What other Adam Sandler movie has been a musical? The Wedding Singer. So I cast Stephen Lynch, who played Adam Sandler's role in the original production of The Wedding Singer on Broadway. Great. Great. Um, First thought. Second thought, Andy Carl. Oh, no. That's not where Andy Carl goes in this cast. Well, where are you going to put Andy Carl? Uh, The bartender. Oh, that's fair. I guess I'm thinking... I don't know. I, I think I have different thoughts about what the bartender should look like, I think. Yeah. But, like, personality-wise, I can see that. I I literally am, like, any white man. <laughs> Truly. Oh, wait till you hear my Rachel. Maybe I'm, like, I'll go crazy. Ramin Karalu, or whatever his last name is. Ooh! You know what? <laughs> Why not? He's friends with, um, David Brothers, so... There you go. But they're, you know... Sort of similar to Jimmy Buffett, in that they are kind of country music. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so for Rachel, my first thought was uh, Catherine McPhee. Ooh, I hate her. I hate her, too. And so I was like, she's perfect. Or any recent female graduate from the Elon BFA program. That is totally great. <laughs> um, Laura Osnes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She'd be perfect in this show. She would be perfect in this show. For Tammy, um, do you have anyone that you'd like to see for Tammy? Um, no, because I don't want to do that to anybody. That's fair. I was like, gonna- I, I, I hate that, like, I mean, I made a joke to you, and, you know, listeners remember I'm a plus-size person, but, like, this is, I was like, yeah, it's like one of, like, three, it's like one of three 
fat women that they put in this role. You know, it's like the three women that they put in a role like this. And I was right. It was what it's, Lisa uh, uh, it's Lisa Howard. Kelly like, did that to Lisa Howard. I know. Like, it's fucked. It just sucks. Like, yeah, I don't really have anyone for Tammy specifically. I was like, if I'm going to be doing, if I'm casting this show, then we're already making adjustments to the script. So like my first thought was like, I think her name's Ryan Redmond. She was the original female or the first female Olaf. Mm, she's kind of cute like she could she could fit but honestly if orfe was a plus sized woman yes that's what i would want it to be but when i and when i say like this part is gonna get like she's it's becoming a smaller and smaller woman it's orfe Mm -hmm. it's or orfe is the person it's gonna turn into which is always what happens to roles like these yeah absolutely yeah but like a a plus sized orfe i know she's out there i'm looking at her (laughs) um yeah so that's what I would want, because I would want my Tammy to be more interesting than just being fat and happy. Yeah. Um, Ugh. Fucking jolly old St. Nicholas. I know. So awful. And then lastly, Brick, the bartender who Andy falls Carl. in love. <laughs> Orfe and Andy Carl. There you go. I Whatever. Mean, yes, perfect. But my thought is Mitchell Jarvis. Who's that? I know was, that name. He was the original Lonnie in Rock of Ages. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Anyone who's Absolutely. played Lonnie in Rock of Ages, I think, could do Brick, and they'd be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. I mean, that's the show. There's not too much positive to say about it. Yeah, it, I really, there really isn't, it, and I, I am just, like, pissy. I know. It's pissy. so bad. It's bad. It's so, so bad. Um, but don't you worry, folks. Next episode will be less bad. Uh, I think it'll be good, even. Because uh, we're doing Funny Girl. Isn't Woo! it funny? Um, which is just... What? In... <laughs> That's not right. I know, but it's this. It's funny. It's a, okay. The song is funny. It's a, you could have sang... Oh, the song Funny Girl, but... I, yeah. Anyway, we'll talk about it next week. Anyway, <laughs> we're talking about Funny Girl, and it's just in time, because Miss Beanie herself is playing Fanny Bryce, and we have thoughts... I, Gonna preface next week's episode by saying I love Beanie Feldstein. I think she's incredibly talented. I think she's very funny. I think she's very cute, charming, yada yada yada. I am so excited for Jane Lynch. And with that, um, thanks so much for listening, everybody. We really appreciate it. Goodbye. Um, don't forget to check out our Patreon and all of our social media down in the description. I put performance links for every episode there. So if you want to watch clips from the shows that we talk about, you can look there and just click them, and they're there. So. So do it! Anyway. um, Okay, bye. Bye! Thank you so much for listening to This Podcast Won't Run a Week. If you'd like to support us, be sure to rate, review, follow, like, and subscribe wherever you listen. If you're interested in additional very cool content, you can head over to patreon.com slash this podcast won't run a week. You can check out all of our social media information as well as performance links in the description of this episode. Thanks for listening. We love you lots. Goodbye.